Daniel, hello listeners. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Two Broke Brokers. Good to be here. Excited to be back doing this. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. Yeah, you don't have COVID anymore. I'm not going to get infected, I hope. Well, yeah, inshallah. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll I be do fine. Not, I do not want COVID again. I've had, it, <laughs> I've had it once or twice and it was fine. But by the sense of things, whatever you had... I can avoid having. So. Mate, I was fucking... I noticed this is recorded, but Daniel just physically moved away then. Yeah. <laughs> Subconsciously, yeah. I acted on that. Yeah, yeah I yeah, was yeah. written off, yeah. Did a holiday, got back, and just... My body gave up on me, yeah. I couldn't smell anything. You know... Still had a bit of taste. It could have been bugs or something. It could have... Right, this is... Because you never got tested, you idiot, so... No, I know, it's <laughs> like that. I've technically been COVID-free... Throughout the entire thing, oh, but yeah, it wasn't going to get tested. But yeah, total right. I've had a fucking cold, sore come up. I was honestly couldn't fucking move. Excellent. Couldn't move. So yeah, good to be back at full strength. Hey, there's the strongest survive, you know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I wish it had killed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes just to broke a broker. Speaking of, mate, how have you been for the past couple of weeks? Not too bad, not too bad. We're here. We are in our second quarter of the year. Yeah, we are out. in April. The first quarter just flew by. Uh, good strong start to the year, to be honest. Um, so I'm I'm feeling pretty chill, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm pushing towards, and um, just the classic scenarios and stories, really, that I don't want to bore you with, Josh. So <laughs> um, April is not good yet. But we shall see. It is. It is. It seems to be pretty uh, slow across the board. You know why it feels like it's going fast? I read a theory on this the other day. Okay. When you're one years old, right? That first year is one hundred percent of your life, right? Right. And then year two, that year is fifty percent of your life. Yeah. Okay. And then every year you go on, it gets a smaller and smaller. That's why it feels like so it's faster. So I'd be like eight percent older or something. Is that <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's eight. Yeah, exactly. that's a good one, man. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's my mum's birthday, and I'm like, so okay, you're only two point five percent older than you were last year. <laughs> exactly, mate. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There you so, go. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've got a little bit of money now, so I can actually go out and have a nice dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so. I've been enjoying what we would call the luxuries and having a nice dinner. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Fair enough, yeah. I went, went to a restaurant at the weekend there and we got the menu and looked at the a la carte, of course. Uh, I was like, oh, main course, 230 dirhams. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'll just have four starters. <laughs> <laughs> I was ordering all the tacos and stuff, but the tacos were excellent. So after no, having two, enough. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think still in the mentality of being a bro broker, I went to Brass Monkey last weekend, right? Have you been? Yeah, I have been what in a cool uh, place, Blue, actually. Blue Waters. They've got bowling, arcade. Yeah, all yeah, that yeah. Stuff. Really cool place. But anyway, I went with Laura. We were going through the menu and there was lobster mac and cheese, right? All right. I'm like, fucking hell, look at the price of that. It was like 135 yeah. euros for lobster mac and cheese. And I think Laura's now playing up on it. She goes, that's what I want. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> she was like, no, no, I'll be a Denny's series. That's what I want. I was like, really? Really? <laughs> and she was like, no, no, I'm only joking. I don't really want it. Yeah, but okay. I ended up fucking ordering it for her because then I felt guilty that I'd brought up the price and I was feeling a bit emasculated. It was not <laughs> worth 150 dirhams, you know, whatever it was, it, for lobster mac and cheese. Really, like, fuck off. When it comes to lobster, yeah, not that I really know, but... When it comes to lobster, if you're mixing it in with, with pastas or other types of things, you're better off with crab because one, you yeah. can taste it a little bit more and two... It's the same texture. Like, it's, yeah, it's similar and it gets mixed in. If you're going to yeah. have lobster, I would say just get that thing fucking grilled and a bit of butter, yeah, exactly. you know? Mate, I was... I went, I went to a function, uh, not function, uh, my, my, my pal's girlfriend... Um, works with with promoting and marketing and things and she got us a really good deal on this in fact it wasn't in fact it was half price for one of these really new places that opened up in the palm fucking high end mate okay like seriously food everywhere mountains of of seafoods like on ice and things and I was like, right, okay, I wonder if they've got lobster. Obviously, they had lobster. I was like, I've never had lobster before, right? What? I've, I've never had it. And the lobster that they had was was like this grilled... It was grilled, mm-hmm. um, like like half a tail, and then they put cheese on it, and then they grill it again and stuff. And oh, it was nice, but it's almost like they chopped the lobster up until it was like shredded, and then put it back in the lobster tail. And I was like, all I can taste is cream... And seafood and stuff. Yeah, and like, I know what you mean. God, I'm like, bruh, can you not? She said, have you got any feedback for us? I said, well, <laughs> could have just done a normal lobster. You know? <laughs> like, but either way, man, I was eating fucking, I was going nuts. I, was going nuts. <laughs> I went to uh, Maine with Laura once on JPR and she was feeling sick as anything, but she was like, no, I really fancy some seafood. So I said, like, all right, fuck it, we'll go, to, we'll go to Maine. And we got the sharing platter of seafood, it's got like lobster, mussels, scallops, prawns, all this sort of shit. She took one mouthful of the scallop, she went, I can't eat it. And she just ate the bread. I, again, knowing me, I'm not gonna let a sharing platter go to waste. I've already ordered it. I had to do the entire fucking thing, man. I was sick for about three days afterwards. (laughs) It was ridiculous. It's like a 500 dirham sharing platter, and I was like, no, I've got a power through. You've just been on holiday, right? Yeah. Now, when you're on a holiday, all you do is go out for dinner. Yeah. So I'm just imagining if this scenario happened maybe once or twice, that if you got back, there's a reason you were sick for how many days. Perhaps you just ate too much <laughs> of the things that Laura <laughs> seems to have avoided. Um, well, in we, which case, maybe you have someone to learn from. I don't know. <laughs> well, we tried, actually, we tried this one dish called like Chicken Bazaar or something like that. I can't remember the name. But it was like, Chicken soup and cheese. I love cheese. I love chicken soup. Perfect. Right. Right. And <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing. It came out with one bowl of this, like, thick cheese and potato, like, mix. And then another bowl of chicken soup. I was like, what the fuck do I do with this? And he's like, you take a spoonful of the chicken, uh, of, the, of, the, of the cheese, and then you dunk it in and grab a piece of chicken, and then you eat it. Okay, that's fair enough. I suppose people have cheese on curries. It's not for me personally, but you could get like a paneer curry. Which what are like you saying? Like they mashed in cheese with bread into like with a dough potato, bowl. I think. All oh, right, into, into yeah, sort of like a mash. like a melted dough, like a mash, yeah, like right. a mash. And then you're supposed to dunk it in the chicken, but the chicken soup was cold. 
What? It was like supposed to be cold. That's how they serve it. It was fucking disgusting. Are you sure you didn't have a bad waiter? It's just like, oh, are you no. supposed to be like that? When you get a pint of Stella over here and they're like, oh, it's supposed to be flat. And you're like, fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> True. I've actually, I've accepted that, mate. I've accepted yeah. the, the, the pints over here for some reason just seem to be a little bit... Flat. It absolutely could have been that, That's but if it was, then the waiter absolutely sold it to me. He was like, no, you're supposed to do it, isn't it? You don't I was sold on it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. anyway mate, I, was, uh, I remember in a previous podcast, we went on about those two broker girls and how... Oh, had, yeah, you slagged them off. Yeah, yeah. All, they to, all they had to talk about for the first 15 minutes of their podcast was, you know, their personal life. So <laughs> let's, let's take this a move on, right? Uh, we'll yeah. Just, We'll, we'll jump into the news. Insert yeah. sound effect here. Uh, uh, ding. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the news, I saw something interesting about Dubai. Um, Go on. And we're going to talk more about this later because I've got, I've got a lot to say on this topic about fucking capitalism and how much I fucking hate it at the minute. But it was the uh, the number plate number seven just sold. Just the number plate seven. Okay. How much do you reckon it sold for? Oh, uh, bro, I don't even want to Google. Do you want me to Google this? I sent it to you, but I, I forgot um, it. So I need well, you to if I'm going to take a guess... You have already seen this in the message I sent, I think. I didn't see it. $15 million. $15 million, mate. Just for the number plate seven. Dollars. Is that not insane? Who sells number plates? Uh, RTA, I think. So they are generally... They're profiting off of it. <laughs> they must be. Right? What are they doing with this money? <laughs> I want to know because I'm definitely be not fixing the fucking rules. <laughs> it's got to be RTA, right? Where else do you buy number plates from? Oh, well, I can't wait to see what they spend that on. Mate, $15 million on a fucking number plate. That's seven. Who gives a fuck about the number seven? Listen, man, it does show our level of statue over here and everywhere, to be honest. It is bullshit like I know you get personalised it's, it's a, bit, it's a bit better than 8008135 what's that boobs boobies boobies <laughs> do you know what I mean so it's a bit it's a bit better than that right um, that's nonsense though isn't it 15 million dollars if you can spend 15 million dollars on a number plate what the but how do you, you know, get to that point you know what I'll give you I, I don't know if this is appropriate but my first car, I kid you not, cross my heart, my license plate was BG69, 8Z something. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And when I saw it, I was like, damn. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, 600 quid for a Ford Fiesta Z Tech. I will take it. <laughs> I love that. I had a number plate that was G4Y at one point and I didn't pick up on it and then my granddad called me out on it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, well, I, it was something like that. Unlucky, man. Yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends how you look at things. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. I just, we're going to get that's, into that. That's later. a bit nuts, to it's be honest, on the news. It's bullshit, man. $50 million for the number seven. There you go. dollars And I was listening to the BBC News World podcast this morning. Check you out. And something came up about Kanye West, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, I thought, this is a fucking disgrace. So okay, I, okay. I, I first found it funny, then I was like, no, that's wrong. Right. So here it goes. So Kanye West bought over a school and last year it was opened. It was released as 
I don't know what it's called. It's a Christian school called something. and That he owns. That he owns. Right. And so he's he is a private owner of a school, which isn't unheard of. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Everything over here is privatised. Oh, it's in Dubai. No, it's, okay. it's in the US. Everything in the US is more or less privatised. Mm. Um, the UK, you know, they have public and private schools. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Two teachers are trying to sue him. Right, now, okay. For, for three main reasons, which I remembered, and it ultimately concludes as, this place is bloody ridiculous, right? <laughs> so, number one, uniforms, I'll start low. Uniforms are all black, everything black. You're not allowed to wear Nike or Adidas. It's something that they highlight. No to. brands. No brands, I guess. That's what they were trying to say. Or is that say. because Nike or Adidas just pulled well, his brand? No, 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 no. I mean, like, the guy is sponsored, you know, he, he does the easies, right? There yeah, but that got stopped recently. So I wonder if that's the reason no, why he no, said no. no. Well, I think that, whatever, he probably updates it all the time. Right. Um, the, the second one was that the students are only allowed to eat sushi. What? At lunchtime. Wait a second. They're not allowed to bring in lunch. (laughs) They're not allowed to bring in their own food. Right. And do they have to pay for the sushi? I imagine that it could be either or. Right. Because if they don't have to pay for it, then that's actually quite cool. Because they just don't have lunch. There's something about seafood and fish that fuels the brain. That's like a science. It's brain food, yeah. But imagine saying to people in the school that all you can eat is sushi. (laughs) Whilst you're at school. Kids. I'm, I'm sort of on Kanye's Kids. side so far. Kids? Yeah. Mate. Are you fucked <laughs> off? No, I'm going to play devil's advocate. A, a, a school uniform, whether it's all black or whatever, is good. It's I a school uniform. A school uniform. Yeah, yeah, I believe bad, it stops bullying because if people can't afford certain things then you don't get to see that in school. A uniform is good. I don't give a fuck if it's all black or if it's all white or whatever. A uniform is good. Tick for that. Yeah, Sushi, brain food. If he's giving it away for free, <laughs> lovely. If he's charging people for it, and he's not letting them bring their own food to school, that's a different story. He's not letting anyone bring their own food to school. Right. Kids, uh, I don't know about the staff, they probably sneak something in, I would. <laughs> um, I mean, a bit of sushi on the side is not bad. But also, I love the idea that Kanye West himself is patrolling the school, making sure no one's it, got any lunchboxes, because surely teachers would go, ah, oh, fucking I'll, I'll get to my point after, after this. Sorry, right? I'll on. tell you the third one. Is that no one's allowed to go in the uh, the first level of the school? It's got stairs up to a, a, a uh, well, it's G plus one or G plus two. I don't know. Right. But on the first level, no one's allowed to teach in there because Kanye's afraid of stairs. <laughs> what? This is what they told me this morning, and I was I was laughing. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I thought, "Hold up." People can make these rules in a school. Do you know what I mean? Like, where did you come from? I came from the Kanye school where we only ate sushi and we weren't allowed in the first floor. <laughs> We're not allowed upstairs. Yeah. But what's happening on that first floor then? Nothing. It's just an empty... As far as, as, Why didn't he get a ground level school listen, then? It's something I'm going to look into. Because as far as I know, <laughs> no one used it. This is the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. But my, my point comes down to like... like Privatisation, right? Yeah. So obviously, like, can you bought a school and, you know, okay, the guy's got money, he can buy it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So an investment opportunity at first, right? You look at the numbers, you think, it's viable for me to buy a school, I'm going to make it a Christian school, 
and uh, you know will benefit and no one it's the BBC right so right. you don't know what good this school has actually brought oh it's just right? yeah but what, what you can say is like two teachers are suing Kanye over the fact that some of his rules are absolutely fucking ridiculous now that I can believe yeah but right one quickly if he's done this as an investment opportunity he's a dickhead and we'll talk about this later he should just be doing this because he wants a school to help nurture the young Secondly, these teachers suing just don't work for the school, right? Why take the but, job and then listen, sue? The, the reason that they're suing is because they're trying to publicise that what's going on in the school is not right in the first place. It doesn't matter if no, it's if, right or wrong. It's a private if, school. You don't have to send your kids there. It's a choice. It's not a public school where if you're in the catchment area, your kid has to go right, there. Okay. This is a private school that you must have to apply for well, to get right. in. We're going to have to look up this, right? Because if I had a school, in my hometown, there was, <laughs> a in my hometown, there was one school, mm-hmm. right? For that whole town. Mm-hmm. Now, that's like, I don't know, 8,000 to 10,000 people. Right, that's right? A All with kids. Yeah, yeah. Now, one school... Someone buys it over and only sells sushi. <laughs> and they say, you're not allowed upstairs. What are you going to do? Yeah, but it's... I, I think that's happened. Uh, yeah, gonna, who's going to drive me to the schools around the place? Because we don't get buses. And my parents are going to have to. It's very inconvenient. Yeah. Especially when they're working. Yeah, alright, I get that. I get that. If it is the only option... But it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Let people bring in a packed lunch. Yeah, but I disagree. This is a private school. You would have to apply for it. You know what you're getting. Who says it's into. a private school? You. The, the fact that he is the sole owner means it's not owned it's by private, the government. It's it means it has owned. to be a private school. So people need to pay to get in, right? Otherwise, yeah, he wouldn't would make to, any profit. Yeah, people would so. have to. Yeah, people would have to apply. It's not like a state school. It's not. This is the only school you can come to. This so is a private be, school. Oh, right, okay. This is like parents. Because it's the parents, it's not the fucking kids, is it? Parents are going, I'm going to send it to the Kanye West school. Mate, if you eat sushi, sushi every day for lunch for three years, mm-hmm. would you be sick of it? <laughs> yeah, but in the same way, if I ate McDonald's every day for lunch for three years, I'd be sick of it. Yeah, exactly. But I'd be better off for it. It's like having an apple every day. Would I be sick of it? Yes. Does it keep me healthy? Yes. Anyway. Does he keep the doctor away? Yes. Well, sushi, all it is is rice and fish. Yeah. With a bit of avocado or something in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pickle. Anyway, I'm we'll saying... Get, we won't get into it yet, but I'm just saying that my, my point of the conversation is that <laughs> it is a bit nuts that people can... It's crazy. ...own yeah, something as big as a school and it's, you know, when you've got all this responsibility and then put on these weird-ass legislations. It's crazy. Mm. It's like... Surely there must be some sort of, uh, not international standard, but country standard. Yeah, you standard say that. Standard rules and regulations. You can only eat sushi. Like, that's a bit, that would be flagged in my books. I'd be like, guy, you got to give them some options here. <laughs> I mean, one day they'll have tuna and one day they'll have salmon. Like, fuck off. All right, question then. If a workplace implements a dress code... Do you have to adhere to the dress code? Respectfully, yes. Right. And if you didn't comply to that dress code and you got fired as a result of it, is there any legal comeback? No. Okay. So if a workplace then said, if you're eating at your desk, 
all you're eating, or in the office, all you're eating is sushi. And then if someone brings in a hamburger and starts to eat it and they get fired as a result, is there any legal comeback? Well, what I'm saying is... Yeah, no, no, that's true. That's true. There is legal comeback or there isn't? I would say that, well, I would give them a warning if I was the employer and say, you should eat that in the kitchen because you're only allowed to eat sushi at your desk. But if it continues... It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. warning, warning, then yeah, I'd fire them off the basis of his contract. But my question is... So, that's a good idea, right? What you're saying, I get your point, right? A kid signs a contract for his school that says, I will only eat sushi every single lunchtime. Yeah. And if they sign that contract, then you can't exactly sue them over it, That's right? what I mean, yeah, exactly, yeah. If those kids do it. So, yeah. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. But, my question is... Uh, it must be specified in the contract, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But otherwise, you're just going to get general complaints. Now, I think... I think these two people, teachers, have a lot more to complain about than just the food, the, the clothing and the, the upstairs scenario. Which but is they applied bizarre. for this job and they must have known these facts going in, surely. I, well, I, it's, listen, I'll, I listened to the podcast about Kanye again. It was only like two minutes long, but <laughs> I reckon it's probably worth an entertaining read on the article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Send me the link. I love it. Yeah, we're 20 minutes in and we haven't mentioned anything about real estate yet. All right. I have a bit of news for real estate then. Announced today in Gulf Times or Collegiate News or whatever it is, um, the most transient type of properties in Dubai are two bedrooms now. Two bedrooms. Which is quite interesting because it was studios and one beds before. So, yeah, the most transactions in terms of sales and rentals uh, shows that more people are leaning towards two bedrooms, whether it, well, apartments. The or families, is something well, that was going to be my question to you. Why do you think that is? There's more families settling down here. Okay. And those who were expats are now popping out some bread. Yeah. Yeah. But do you not think a lot of individuals are relocating to Dubai? Yeah, definitely. So why has two beds overtaken the studio and the one-bed market? Um, well... Another reason could be shared accommodation. Yeah. Um, families, mainly shared accommodation, to be honest, and maybe partnered investors. You know, if, if two individual experts are like, let's buy a place, all right, then 50-50, let's go. Yeah. Um, well, that was sort but of... I would, I would say mainly families. Yeah, so that's sort of touching on the reasons that I read about, is that it's to do with financial stability. People are prepared to... Long-term contracts as well for families. Long-term contract for families, but people are more inclined to get two bedrooms because of their current fear of the financial market globally. So what they're doing is they're paying a little bit extra upfront for two bedrooms, knowing that if they incur financial troubles, either they've got that spare bedroom to rent out and get a second income from, oh, okay. or if their family suffer, they can put their family up. Yeah, that's, that's a that's good added level of security of then. Yeah, yeah that's sure. the current train of thought from what I've been reading up on, um, which I find fascinating. Like, we don't really feel the recession. Uh, the recession. The recession. <laughs> You're such a twat. Yeah, we don't really feel the recession out here too much. Um, you know, things are... The, the, the market for real estate is still booming. Prices tend to still be quite low if you look at petrol. 
now even if you look at alcohol, alcohol is really cheap at the minute. Cigarettes are obviously cheaper than anything. Alcohol is exciting in the pubs. No, this is how much do you reckon twenty four bottles cost? Hundred dollars. Hundred and fifteen. But three, four, five, six months ago, this was like a two hundred and fifty dollar box of bits. But anyway, my point is... That's true, actually, yeah. At the minute, we don't seem to be too affected by it, but people are saying it's coming. Mm. There's going to be a Ukraine offensive, and then obviously Russia is probably going to retaliate against that, which means there's going to be more disruption in Europe, so we're going to see more people relocating here because this is very much a safe haven. UK's well, still happening, yeah. Yeah, UK is obviously in turmoil. America's not seeing a particularly good time. Where do people in the world you know, go? They're going to flock to Dubai, I'm, right? I'm going to say that um, you would say it's a seller's market right now, would you? Because the prices are high. Uh, but I don't get the yeah. sales buyer's market. Right? The d- demand to purchase property is high. Yes. Right? Which means, you know, effectively, this it's a seller's market, right? But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't even say that. It's, it is and it isn't. Like it is in a t- in a case where like yeah you could sell at a really good price right now but you could also lease it and whatever anyway maybe it's just a seller's market. If we break into it really in depth, which we probably should do because we're a real estate podcast, but we're also twats, so we won't do it because we don't really understand. We're still not at <laughs> we're still not at high levels. If you look at the graph from like two thousand and three to now. It peaked in 2008 and then there was the crash. It then peaked in 2013 and there was a slight crash. It then peaked in about 2018, 2019, well, which is when the COVID crash happened. And we are now sort of at the level just before COVID happened. So well, prices are still considerably lower than long-term people right. have seen out here. Yeah, it is. Yeah, true. But if you're flipping a property, if you bought a property within the past two years, let's say, maybe three or four years, then this is the highest the market's ever been. Can I say something? Yeah, probably. Uh, today I saw an article, and you know when you're scrolling on LinkedIn, you just see numbers. Mm. And I saw that yeah, Russia has really influenced the, the, the market over here. They've bought a lot of property, Russians. Yep. Um, now, this is a place where they can put their money, fact. They need to move their money because it's not doing anything in their own country right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, they've been driving up the prices because there's so many of them. Yeah. If they keep buying, then the price is going to keep going up. Exactly. Now, can I say something? Now you're talking about a, a prominent crash that may or may not happen in the near to distant future. I didn't mention um, that, but yes, you can say It might or might not, whatever. But <laughs> when this Ukraine and Russian war, and to be honest, let's face it, West and East war is over, right. if it is ever over completely, but when the war stops and... And, and people start rebuilding their their infrastructure in, say, Russia, mm-hmm. the Russians have put their money elsewhere, right? Yeah. It's in Dubai. Now they want to bring the money back to their own country mm-hmm. because they want to, you know, regain what they might have lost, you yeah. know, start things yeah. up. Now that, it's, now that it's at a low there, they can buy in a low and, you know, expect returns yeah, yeah. in their own country, right? So Russia's going to have that own... Uh, increase and it's it's going to have an influx yeah, from right, that right. time, right? Actually, so yeah. as a Russian who has property over here, they're going to sell it if they can and take that money over there where they can make more from buying low and, and, and selling from high later yeah. on down the line. Now, if 
that many Russian buyers are over here and it's driving the property market up over here, then if say 50% of them start selling, then that's going to have an effect on the market as well, right? You can see that happening. Yeah. If they, if the, especially the people with the big money who are buying because they want to get it out. They need their money to do something. That's what the rich do. Yeah, yeah, they move absolutely. their money to places where it can do something without them having to do fucking anything. Yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. So, so then gonna, there'll be another. There'll be a downturn because it'll be uh, then it'll be, you know, after that it'll be a buyer's market again, or uh, should I say? But let's yeah. say so. All of these Russians have bought up all of these apartments and all of these villas. They now want to go back to Russia, or put their money back there where they yeah. can use it. Well, it's at a low and they expect a high instead of a low and expecting low. But who's then going to be the market coming in and buying that up? Because what we're seeing at the minute, because what we're seeing at the minute is there's a big influx of Russians, but there's also a big influx from the rest of the world because everybody's coming here as a, as a safe haven. So when slash if this Ukraine war ever finishes and the Russians want to sell up and put their money back in Russia, at the minute we've got high demand but quite low supply. That's going to then be flipped because we're going to have this abundance of Russians, which means the supply is going to go right up. But everybody who wants to be here would already be here. So the demand will be very low. So that is what will dictate the crash. Well, I think when that happens, we'll find out how affected the world was by this war. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is... Because it may not just be the Russians who sell... But the people who stay here, why are they staying here? Is it for any other reason? That's going to be the question, yeah. Because once the war ends, let's say Ukraine can then go back to Ukraine. Russia can then go back to Russia. Everybody in Eastern Europe can go back to Eastern Europe. But what's So that's a huge outflow of nationalities and people and people owning properties. But then what is the income going to be? Because everybody who wants to move here would have already moved here by that point. And the people that are selling up and leaving want to go back to their own country because now it's a bit safer. I think so that is going to cause a crash because standard supply and demand, if supply outweighs demand, prices I would, drop. I would take it easy on the word crash, right? Right. Because you could also change that with correction. But do you not think we're still correcting? I would say that it was corrected to a certain extent. It came back up and it's continuously going up right now. Yeah, it's it's still creeping up, but I think we're at a pretty solid level. If you look globally, square footage-wise, price per square foot, we're still relatively cheap. Like if you look it at is, yeah, if yeah. you look at buying an apartment in the marina with a sea view, we're one of the cheapest places in the world you can buy an apartment with a sea view. True. You look at it on price per square foot. So do you not still think that actually we should keep on going up? If we look at the global market, we're a long way off. Could you imagine a London property with a River Thames view? That's even a little fucking, it's, you know, you see memes about it on fucking Facebook and stuff. You'd get a shoebox for like a thousand pounds a month. Whereas here, you can rent an apartment, you can rent a studio for like 60,000 dirhams a month. This, this, this country in terms of its property is what, 30, 40 years old? 
Yeah, compared to London, where it's 100, 200, 300 right, years old. Okay, so with that in mind, right? Yeah. Now, we're, now we're thinking proper future tense here. But Dubai, although it's got a vision for 2030 and... Where will it be in 2050? Where will it be <laughs> yeah. in 2080? Now, I'm more si- specifically, where would the buildings be at that point? And um, exactly that, and and where's it, it now? It's relying by 2050. It should be purely relying on nothing. Like forget about oil, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely. Like forget about that money. What are you? What are you? The incentives will be business tax, yeah. luxury. But by 2050, global warming. It's a fact. It's happening. Yeah. What will the temperature be like over then? At, at that point in time, will people be able to stand living in Dubai at yeah. this time? How will the older buildings deal with that? Will they all start bursting into flames and shit like that? I mean, what if what if we're hitting peaks of sixty degrees Fahrenheit, um, sixty degrees Celsius, Celsius degrees, yeah. in summertime uh, during during these periods in in twenty fifty? In which case. Do you know what I mean? Like, buildings could genuinely... Cars could be melting, reflections from windows, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. The yeah. only thing I would say on that, and I just, I just like this little fact, this is, this is a nothing conversation, because nobody knows anything. The theory is that the hotter the world gets, the quicker the ice caps melt. And once the ice caps melt, like the North Pole and the South Pole, that then cools the oceans, which means technically the hotter the planet gets, the colder the Earth gets. So Britain, Canada, everything north will freeze and we will significantly drop in temperature as well because the waters will become colder, which will then in turn cool the air. So global warming will actually freeze the will freeze the earth. But it will also... What, what about the atmosphere and stuff? Because, I mean, I'm not that scientific. No, nor am I. That's just it, one theory. When it comes to the atmosphere, if that gets thicker and it becomes... There's a reason they call it greenhouse gas, right? Mm-hmm. The water might be colder, the earth might be colder underneath and on the surface. But the heat's coming through and it's getting trapped... I don't know is the answer. That's yeah. just the one fun fact I have about uh, well, global warming. Talk to David Attenborough. Talk to David Attenborough. Talk to Bill Nye, the science guy. And, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. All right, so, Daniel, I'll pick the topic to discuss this week. Okay. And it's the end of the world, basically. Oh, no. Yeah. I want to talk about how mass production is ruining all of our lives. Mass- and, Oh, God. Mass production of everything. Mass production of everything. I'll give you an example. I'll tie it back to real estate, right? If you go even to your apartment that you used to have in the marina in Trident, right? Uh, nice, spacious, big balcony, all that sort of stuff, right? Mm. If you now go into like the brand new Vida or something more recent, you know, teeny fucking tiny. Because... In Dubai, what they're doing is quantity over quality. They're thinking, right, how small can we make our units so that we can make more units? In the UK, it's a similar thing. All these new houses are popping up, these new housing estates, these new builds, and it's a lack of character just to pop up so that we can deal with the fucking growing population, right? Mm-hmm. My point is, how <laughs> fucked... Is that? Well, <clears throat> I get what you're saying. 
when it comes to global scale. Um, especially when it comes to certain parts of housing. Uh, now, I don't have many international examples, but if I can take the UK for one, then, you know, a developer buys over a plot of land, starts building houses on them. They all tend to look the same. Yep. Uh, at a certain standard, which can sometimes vary. Um, yeah, it's the Stepford but, Wives but, theory, is that everything is the same. You come out, you're all driving the same cars, you're all doing the same school run, all the husbands are doing the same fucking work run. Stepford Wives, everything is the same. I'm fucking sick of it, man. I'm fucking sick of it. Did you want to go to, like, Sweden or something? I want to kill myself, mate, because I think the world is over. I think this is the reason that the world is over. This was always happening. What do you mean this was always happening? No, this was always... It's not, like, a inconsistent thing like as long as you've been alive it's been happening as long as we've been alive it's been happening yeah but another example is cars right 10 years ago i used to but, fucking love cars growing up i used to be so into it i used to love top gear i used to have this top gear dvd right and it was i don't know a certain series but it had a game attached to it where the game was it showed you a square zoomed in picture of a part of a car and then you had to guess what car it was okay right and i could fucking nail every single question on that dvd i was the fucking expert it yeah but even before i'd done it a hundred times and i'm only like 10 years old at the time as well i could fucking nail it right what i'm telling you now is you drive excuse me you drive a mitsubishi a charge or something right yeah i drive a hyundai accent okay if it was late at night, we both had our headlights on, you would fucking struggle to distinguish between those two cars, right? They are remarkably similar. I know they've got some distinguishing factors, but they are incredibly similar cars. It's the same with every single car that is produced today. No distinguishing factors. If you buy an SUV, you can go for an Audi, a Mercedes, a Jaguar, a Land Rover, a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, an Aston Martin. They all look the fucking same from the outside. They genuinely really do. You're passionate about cars, right? I used to be, not anymore, because they all look the same. But they drive different. They drive different. They look and feel different. Not questioning that in the slightest. My point is what do you want? that they're now mass-produced to the point where they all look the fucking same. And it's the same with houses. We're mass-producing because it all looks the fucking same. It's the same with fashion, right? I, we've, we talk about this all the fucking time. We're both skin. I don't like spending money where I don't have to, right? So I don't go out and I don't buy fancy brands and all this sort of stuff. But you go into H&M or River Island or fucking Brands for Less is the fucking worst one of them all. Uh You just see a hundred clothes of these awful fucking T-shirts and jeans and trainers that they've asked you about three fucking wares and they cost you a hundred dirhams. Where do they go? Well, they go in the landfill, which then destroys the fucking planet. That's not even the worst thing. We're the idiots that buy it. You don't want to know how much stock is left in the shops that people don't buy that goes into landfill. 
because they're like, right, we've got these new jeans that cost 20 dirhams to make and we can sell them for 50 dirhams and it'll be the cheapest jean on the market and everyone will buy it. Let's make 100,000 and then only 10,000 get bought. That 90,000 is just gone into a hole in the ground somewhere out there and it's fucking being burned and it's not decomposing and it's ruining the environment and all this sort of stuff. But it's happening everywhere, man. It's happening with cars, it's happening with properties, it's happening with clothes, it's happening with fucking TVs, food. Oh, mate, don't even get me fucking started. We've ordered a discount KFC tonight, right? How did that get to our door? Okay, draw it here. On a bike, using CO2, killing the environment. This is, what, polystyrene? That's actually cardboard. This but actually I is. Know you'd... This actually, I've just read it, plant-based, <laughs> compostable. We got lucky tonight. We, we did lucky get lucky tonight. tonight. And it's but, come in a paper bag. In, in 95% of cases, it would have been... Non-recyclable shit. Yeah, exactly. And it's fucked. Man, I am aware of this, and I still don't do enough. I don't recycle anything. How? How can you? What? That's my point, man. That's my point. That's... Why are people not doing this? Right. I like. Can I say a few things? Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've still got more to say, by the way. Oh, I'm sure you do. Right. For the cars, mm-hmm. mass production. Part of their business models usually follow from Toyotas, which tends to be like you know this uh, really efficient way of of. Um, manufacturing cars yeah so but every most car companies have their own methods of production and manufacturing i would say all cars are different in their own way yeah right i would i would buy uh for example a volvo with a certain personality if i wanted a lamborghini then you know i know i'm, I'm buying an uprange car if you're seeing they all look the same I, I, I disagree to a certain extent. Oh, I mean, don't even fucking get me started. I do, I do, mate. I do, mate. Because, but when it comes to the the, the cheaper cars, it, it comes down to um, you're mainly looking at what's the better runner. So you're focusing on the engine. You're focusing on the manufacturer. For example, no, no. I pick Mitsubishi because I know the fuckers are good. When it comes to the oh, budget cars. don't even give I, me that shit. You picked your Mitsubishi because it was the cheapest one. I did. Don't <laughs> even give me that But I also know it's a good runner shit. now. The same, as a, the same as a Nissan Sunny. Like, those things are pretty cheap, man. But they will get you from A to B a million times over without a problem. But a Range Rover might give you a few problems. But this is my point. A Nissan Sunny and a Mitsubishi look the fucking same. And, right, I can't guarantee I think, I think this. You should look at evolution, right? Because... The evolution of cars, the evolution of fashion. This is my second point. Now, you see in fashion shops, they all look the same for shit t-shirts and whatever. Right, okay, jump to your fucking vintage shops in me. But what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> fashion, fashion changes decades over decades, right? Oh, uh, yeah, but... This so, is... like, you're going to have to deal with the same consistently until it's not the same as it was 10, 20 years ago. No, no, no. My, no, I disagree with you entirely. One, let's go back to the cars. A Nissan Sunny and a no no. Let me let me retaliate to your points, please. A Nissan Sunny and a Mitsubishi look exactly the same. No, they don't. And I oh mate, don't even get me fucking started. They don't. They're pretty much identical. They're not. I'm gonna put this as the thumbnail for this episode. A Mitsubishi, whatever your car is, a Charge, a Hyundai Accent, and a Nissan Sunny. 
They're pretty much fucking identical. They're very different. They're I not think most people would rather drive the Hyundai at this point. No way. I'd rather drive your Mitsubishi. Anyway, my point is, right? I don't you've got, know. You've got you've got a longer saloon car. It looks a little bit more established, and it's got a bigger engine. Most people would buy that Hyundai. What's Hyundai. your uh, What's your engine size? I don't fucking know. One point two. All right. My own's 1.6, by the by. So I don't know specifically for this, but I know recently the BMW Z4 and the Mazda MX-5, right? Both two-seater convertible sports cars. They are made in the same factory. They have the exact same chassis and the exact same... When I said most uh, car companies have their own manufacturing, most of them, not all of them. I don't even think it's all of them. You look at... I didn't say all of them. I said some of them. (laughs) Anyway, it's being mass-produced and it all looks the exact same. Fashion, yes, you can go to a vintage shop and you should go to vintage shops because that will save the world. But most people don't. They go for these cheaper shops. And your point about fashion changing, fashion changes to one, what is affordable, and two, what is being worn by the majority because people follow crowds and people follow trends, right? And the trends are set by what the majority of people are wearing. And the majority of people wear, because we're in a financial crisis, what is affordable. What is the most affordable stuff? It's the most mass-produced stuff. It's the things that are being made in workshops and that are being thrown into these landfills. So how are we seeing the fashion so trends change? So if you were to call out companies then, would you say affordable clothing shops that have some influence? For example, H&M. Yeah. Zara. Probably Zara, yeah. River Island. River Island. Primark. Primark, yeah. All this sort of stuff Primark. should be destroyed. People should be buying a pair of jeans that will last them but, decades. Right, okay. Instead, you... people are buying a pair of jeans that last them a year or two max, and then they go and buy another pair of jeans, and then they go and buy another pair of jeans. That's nonsense. If you look back 50 years so ago... So buy, buy quality stuff. Buy quality stuff, yeah, but people right, don't okay. anymore because there are Primarks. Because you just explained that there's a financial crisis. And if I want to spend £120 on a pair of jeans, maybe I'll go to Levi's or... If I want to go to Diesel or something yep. and splash out 300, then there we go. But holy shit, I've got no money. What am I going to do? Well, how about I go to Primark and yep. I buy myself a cheaper fucking trousers. And when they're done, I'll, I'll throw them out. No, mate. But if you go to Levi's and you spend that 300 dirhams, you're sorted for a decade. Why do you still, if you go to Primark, you, you're spending 150 dirhams mate, every fucking mate, year. It's costing you more in listen, the long run, and it's fucking the environment. I'm going to end this with one simple point. Go for it, because this isn't actually my main point, by the way. Right. Do you still drive a rental? Yes. Me too. Okay. Why? Because... I can't afford a down payment. I can't afford right? down So fuck off! <laughs> no, <laughs> you're right. I don't feel good Why? about it. No, no, no I want to be very clear. I am also that dickhead that will go to Primark and buy the 120 <laughs> oh, But my point you is... You make a terrible point. My point man. is, society needs to fucking change. Right, that's talking about the environment. How do you get quality goods for less money? You yeah. can't. Exactly. You can't. But what I'm saying is, shit quality will cost you more in the long run. So you save up. So this is the problem that our generation has is that we have credit cards, we have finance, we have overdrafts, we have all this sort of shit. We have, um, what's it called? Um, you know, instalment payment options. We don't have to save up for anything anymore. This is another huge, huge problem with our generation that's going to fuck up the world, is that if you look 50 years ago, people would look at a car and say, I can't afford that. 
I'm going to save up a year's paychecks so that I can buy a car. As soon as we learn to drive, we can go and say, right, I want the brand new Fiat 500. Don't know why that was the first car that jumped to mind, but we're rolling with it. I want the brand new It's Fiat. economically free. Let's say Ford Fiesta. That's a bit of a better one. I want the brand new Ford Fiesta. That's £40,000. Shit, I can't afford £40,000. No worries, Mr. Joe Bloggs. I'm the car dealer in this situation. No worries, Mr. Joe Bloggs. I can give it to you for 200 quid a month. Oh, suddenly I can afford 200 quid a month. And then I finance the car that I can't fucking afford. I'm making nothing. You're effectively renting that car like we're doing now. It's fucked, man. It's fucking up your finance. It's fucking up the world. What happens to that car? So what are you talking about, ultimately? Capitalism. Do you really want to go down this road? Yes, I do want to go down this road. Because I fucking hate it, right? Unless I've got two more points that I need to make. I realise this isn't being very coherent. My first point is, if you go back to... The Neanderthals age. Right? Oh, hell. oh, they definitely had the newest snakes. Yeah. No, let's just go back to it, right? There's the flight or fight survival mode, right? You've heard of that theory. Presumably everybody has. You know instantly whether you can stand up and fight someone or you know whether you need to run I wonder away. if they fought over rabbits to use the fur to cover the balls. Nature has been doing it for years. You avoid the red stuff. You go for the green stuff. You know what's healthy. You know what's not healthy. Basically, back in those days, there was sort of like almost a hive mind, right? Everybody was so in tune. You had a gut feeling as to what was right and what was wrong. I don't know about you. This is going quite deep. But everybody I talk to at the minute is quite miserable. Do you think that's fair? Everybody's unhappy in their job. Nobody's earning enough money. There's a war going on. There's a financial crisis going on. Do you know what I mean? There seems to be sort of like a Mardi vibe in the air. Is that fair to say? Well, I want to say that, you know, people are focusing on, or they should focus on, how they can make sure that they achieve and feel good about what they're doing and are reaching and progressing in their own personal goals, regardless of what's going on in the world. But that's becoming ever more unachievable because of social media. Different story. We'll talk about that a different way. Sure. But do you but think there tends to be quite a mardy sort listen, of... Quite a moody vibe in the air. Please let me finish my point. Just give me a You asked me a question, and I'd say there's always something to complain about. There's always something that can put you down. But do you think we're complaining more often? Do you think... Mate, I was born in fucking Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I, I complain point. all the fucking time. But I'll tell you something. Like, there's ways and means of building a positive mentality. Now, obviously, I'm not in the midst of the Ukraine-Russian war, for yeah. example. Like, I can't just say, be positive. Do you know what I mean? I'm not getting <laughs> shells thrown at me. And my family blowing up. Like, serious. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah. That's not happening to me. But the best that I can do is... You know, acknowledge, yes, that's happening. I could complain about it. Yeah, I listen to the podcast in the morning. Yes, I read the news. And shit, there's a lot of rubbish and negative things happening in the world. Right, okay, but how does that affect me right here, right now? Right now, that's not affecting me as much as it could be. You're right. So I'm still focusing on me. It's all I can do, and if they were in my position, they would do the exact same. If I was yeah, in their position, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'd be shit myself, and I would probably, you know, be very negative, but 
and in their position, I'm sure they're trying to maintain a, le- a hope, positivity, because you know people survive off a of hope. People th- try and push positivity because it pushes them to, well, have hope and, and, yeah, yeah, and you know achieve something and and make sure that they can get out the other end better than where they are now. So. I understand all that, but. That hope, that striving to be something better is becoming more and more unachievable. And you can argue it's because social media makes it more unrealistic. You're always chasing this constant high. But what I'm trying to say is we've all got that sort of feeling that we can't... You know, there seems to be this negativity in the world at the minute. Is that our ancestral caveman gut instinct kicking in that the fucking world is about to end? And the fucking world is about to end because of this mass production bullshit. It's because we're now all mass producing bombs and guns and tanks and nuclear weapons that can end the world with the push of a fucking button. Or is it just that because of mass production, creativity is being stifled, right? Look at it. If you look at the, 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 the London housing market, it's been established for hundreds of years. There's beautiful architecture and they're spacious and they've got these gorgeous shared gardens. And then you go to these new build housing developments and they're teeny tiny and you've barely got a space to breathe in because it's mass production. You come to Dubai, you look at Arabian Ranches 1 and they're huge square foot plots with massive gardens. Okay, they look a bit dated, but you've got the space. You look at Ranches 3, which has just opened. Fuck all, mate. It's Stepford Wives, which we mentioned earlier. It's same, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste, small as possible, get as many units in. You look at it with cars. You go 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago with cars. How fucking gorgeous does every car look? Well, beautiful, right, mate. I, Absolutely. I now, now I understand what you're, you're coming from, right? Because 100 years ago, I, I would go back 100 years ago, um, even... 50 years ago. Now, the, the people who... Houses, for example. The people who build their own houses are using traditional methods of construction, right? I want to design in whatever a, a house that I really want to live in and blah, blah, blah. People can still do interior design in a copy and paste job. Their house next door might look the same from the outside. It's different on the inside. But you, you can still bring in creativity to those sort of things. And mass production, in terms of rent, okay, I live in a community where all the houses look the same, then that's going to be cheaper than my own individual house being built on a plot of land and blah, blah, blah. So it goes on. Do you know what I mean? You don't get your own fucking car designed. You don't get your own... It changes everywhere. I don't design my own clothing. Um, but, but maybe you, you can used to man. but like then again now we're going into sort of a promotion of what are the better brands to use for example if you went into clothing what brands do you know that are the more sustainable ones no no I, I don't agree with that at all because what? I don't think there is truly a sustainable brand out here I don't, it doesn't matter if it's Ralph Lauren or Balmain or fucking I don't know um, Lacoste any of that I don't think it I don't think that matters, man. I think it matters. You should buy the sustainable stuff that's typically unbranded or you should go to a vintage shop and buy the reused stuff and put together an outfit. And that doesn't exist anymore. You should be able... It doesn't exist as much over here. 
anywhere, man. Come on, don't give really? me that shit. In the UK, do you, do there's not, just as much emphasis on brands. In the US, there's not, just as got, much emphasis on yeah, brands. Yeah, maybe influence some and uh, whatever in brands, but you've got shops like TK Maxx. Yeah, I'm not justifying it. Yeah, but TK Maxx, I used to shop in there. I right like TK Maxx. Yeah, yeah. TK Maxx is a good shop because it's all repurposed v- stuff. And yeah. vintage is only vintage. When it's fucking vintage. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? No, I get that. But not enough people go to the TK Maxx's. People go to the Primark's. So people should do more. You're saying companies should do supply and demand more, mark up their prices a bit more because they don't get the discounts from mass production, which they would get if they didn't. So... No, mate, I'm saying we've gone too far and we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> I'm saying there's no going back. I, like The world is overpopulated now. People need houses. We have to mass produce houses. That's a fact. There's no way about and it. How else can you do that? That's what I'm saying, man. We're too far gone. The world is going to fucking end. Like, well, there's, there's no two ways about it. People need cars. We can't all go out and buy the Jaguar E-types that are handcrafted. We have to buy the mass produced shit. People can't go out and fucking spend 500 dirhams on a pair of jeans. They have to get the affordable shit. The fucking world is ending, man. We're too far gone. We're too overpopulated. We're mass-producing everything. We're killing the fucking planet. And it's all fucking capitalism's fault. Because we're all in shit jobs, right? Earning shit money. I enjoy money. my job. No, man. you fucking don't. I do. You earn it now. You, you enjoy it now because you're earning money. But all we're doing is earning... That's true. All we're doing is trying to earn as much money as we can to buy shit that we don't really care about. Nobody really fucking cares whether they're driving the fucking BMW 1 Series, which looks exactly the same as the Mercedes A-Class, which looks exactly the same as the Audi A1. Nobody really gives a fuck. Nobody really gives a fuck on their two-week fucking holiday in Benidorm or whatever it is. I do. No, you fucking don't, man. What do you spend your money on that you truly fucking enjoy doing? Truly. Drinking doesn't fucking count oh. because that is an escape from reality. Fucking, get, what do you spend your money on that you truly fucking enjoy doing? Um, I like going on holiday. You know, seeing different places. When was the last time you were on holiday? I went home for Christmas. When was the last time you were on holiday? <sighs> Man, it must have been like three years ago. So. What do you spend your money on that you enjoy doing? Or are you currently saving your money up so that you can buy a car or buy a house or do something? Because that is what we are told as a society we should be doing. Well, listen, like, you know, a lot of the the, the goals for a lot of people are to achieve a financial freedom, right? Right. And with that comes, right, okay... Now, the, the, the benefits of the job that I'm in, for example, is that the salary is uncapped. Yeah. Now, that means I can get towards my goals of financial freedom quicker or slower. Now, that would be based on what I do with the money that I make. Now, if I was in a salary job, I could be investing it piece by piece, saving it up, you know, uh, putting it away into a place that makes more money, doing yeah. a side hustle, things like that. People... Are have become more aware that they can start startups, and it's actually so much easier nowadays than it was previously to do startups. Now, previously, if you date back fifty years, you could make 
you know, pocket over fist and, and you know, you wouldn't get taxed, you wouldn't do any of this. Now, this generation, although it can be easier to make do side hustles, yeah. there's a fucking load of ideas out there that you can start, but it's pretty hard to, to, yeah, to yeah, get, get started. Right. That's the first obstacle. Okay. Now, if I was to if I was to say one thing that I saw today, I don't know how much I've been reading, but it crossed me. Um <laughs> the, the, there's a, a thirty under thirty thing. I think it's about millionaires who make a right. certain amount of money under 30 and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like Appar- Forbes list or something. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, a lot of them have been doing shortcuts and now they've, they're, they're seeing jail time. Apparently, that's a generational thing. But I, when I saw a generation thing, I was like, fuck, right off, man. <laughs> you see that many crooks who are making loads of money. It's like, but at the same time, it, you know, our generation are, are exposed to get things quick. Yeah. Um, take shortcuts and yep. all this sort of thing. Yep. So naturally, for the generation, I mean, me and you are actually different generations, and we're only one or two. Yeah, years technically. Ago. Yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. Uh, we're talking about people born in the nineties onwards, right, yep. or eighties onwards. Yeah. You've yeah. you've been brought up in a, a a society that says there's so much shit going on, you better get it done quick, right? Yeah. Well. Does that not just make the lot of us a little bit more impatient? Right. Yes, we're all more impatient, and that's what's fucking up the world. But when I ask you... That's not what's fucking up the world. That is what's fucking up the world. Our our world was built on the generations before us, and those generations are still in power. So... Fair point. Fair point. But those generations are still money driven right so when i asked you what are you doing with the money that you're earning you basically said you're using that for financial stability which means the money you're making you're reinvesting whether it's buying a house or starting a side huddle a side hustle or something like that right which will make you more money what will you do with that more money you will reinvest it because that's what society is telling you to do and it's a never ending cycle when do you earn enough money that you do the stuff that you want you don't. It's a myth. Because as but much money as you make... It's not a myth. It is a myth. It's because as myth. much money as you make, you pay in taxes, which is all we are told to do as a society. When you were a kid, what subjects did you study at school? Maths, history, art, uh, English, fucking psychology, whatever it might have been. Did you study what you want to do? Did you study what is my... See when you were fucking twelve or whatever. Do you know what you want to do? Some people have the, you know, the the, the, what would you say, the happiness of knowing what they wanted to do from the youngest of ages. But I'll tell you something, mate. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. When I was thirteen, I thought I wanted to be a dentist because it paid more than everyone else who was researching. That's my fucking point, man. No, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then when I was old enough, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer because it pays more than anything else, right? That's what's fucking wrong with society, is that we are taught from when we start going to school that we need a career that is going to earn us money. We don't do lessons that says, right, Daniel, go and fucking do what you enjoy. And we're going to monitor it and we're going to then give you lessons based on what you're doing that you enjoy. Instead, we're told, no, you're going to do maths, you're going to do English, you're going to do fucking science, blah, 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 blah. And these are the careers that you should be aspiring for. So we're going to make you think this is what you want to do. But it's not really what you want to do. We're containing your creativity 
creativity, just like mass production is containing creativity, you, and then we're fucked as a result of it. Do you think a heart surgeon is creative? Yes. No, I don't. Exactly. I don't. Right, but we no. fucking need them. Yeah. Irrelevant. Oh, mate, irrelevant. Of course we need certain jobs, but not everybody needs to do so those certain who jobs. who at 12 wants to be a heart surgeon? That takes a lot of dedication, discipline, yeah, of effort, course it time. Does, man. Of course if, if it does. If I told a 12-year-old, it's going to take him, you know, once once he finishes school at 17. It's another 12 you know, years. 10, 10 12 years, years of fall. Yeah. Do you think he's going to want to do it when I tell him that? No, of course no, he isn't. He's a bit of a kick up the arse. Now, I'm not saying that the school system is perfect. It's not. Now, I believe there should be certain courses in schools that would help people you know, gain knowledge of how best they should start their lives. You know, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. because when it comes to things like uh, finance, saving up, what you do with your money, investments, uh, entrepreneurship, creativity outside of arts and crafts, that sort of thing. Yes, it should be taught more in schools, but it's not. I get your point. It should be. But at the same time, we still need a level of, of you know, the squares, the, the people who who are being pushed to do, and let's face it, a job that is bloody hard, mate. And if you look at mass production, right, like you said, we're dating back. If you wanted to look into the construction labour force, you will see that they've actually got a lack of skilled traders. People who actually have the technical capacity to, to build, to plumb and to, to weld, to, you know, do the old fashioned style of architecture and construction. Those people who are classed as skilled, skilled labor, you know, these are traditions that are more or less dying out. Hence why mass production has been thing we did. Now you could blame that on the society of schools and stuff as well, because when People are in high school nowadays, you know, dropping out isn't really that big an option. Yeah. You know, you'll end up working in a supermarket or something. But back, say, 30, 50 years ago, if you dropped out of school, you'd, you'd, be, trade, jump, yeah. you'd be jumping into a trade. Yeah. And that is a valuable skill nowadays that is not appreciated enough. But you've totally reinforced my point with what you're I saying. I am, I am. Yeah. But, is that if we had but, more tradesmen... Mass production would be, it would still be required because of the external factors, but internally you would have enough people that you could go back to, okay, cars are going to be handcrafted, houses are going to be more individually built because we've got the people there, because it's not being done by robots that are being built, which damages the environment even more, and people are out of jobs, and then the economy falters, as well as the fucking sun burning up the planet. You've completely reinforced my point. If school focus less on making doctors and lawyers and dentists and started saying, actually, what are you interested in? Little kids that will sit there and will put Legos together. You could say, okay, those Legos are bricks. Go and be a brick worker. Let's see if that's interesting. I'm not saying that's an exact science, but there's something in that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, this little person is fucking making... A mousetrap with all the pipes and everything. Maybe they want to be a plumber. Again, I know I'm chatting absolute shit here, but uh, there get, is less. I get your point, right? Creativity. We're not inspiring kids to You're do not... what they want, what their internal passion what? is. We're forcing 
a square peg into a round hole and say, right. this is what society needs you to right. be. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> now, they come out of school mm-hmm. and they don't know what the fuck they want to do. Now, because school this, hasn't helped you them cannot at all. just change a system like that overnight. Agreed. But what I can suggest, if I'm trying to fix a problem here, is that people are counselled over their skills, what they feel passionate about, their past, their history, their mentality, their psychology, and think and have someone who can say. I can guide you, and I think you would be best suited here. Do you want to listen to my advice? But that doesn't exist now, right? That's your fixed tip. It's called a life coach. Yeah, but... Now, you no, can, no, no, no. You can actually get courses on this, right? You're absolutely right. And you can actually look for life coaches, and life coaches mate, certified yeah, yeah. or not will go through the same points as every other life coach. Oh, mate. They'll talk about your strengths weaknesses, what you desire, what you want to do, and see at the end of the day, they might point you in the direction of a salary job, yeah? Yeah. So, why aren't you in a salary job that you like? You know when, see when I worked at Asda, yeah? And I was stacking supermarkets. Yeah. I was happy. Yeah, of course, because there's no responsibilities, yeah. No, it's not about the responsibility. It's about, I could be productive, I could work hard. It's easy to physically work hard when you're in this sort of laborious job. It's easy to work hard and feel satisfied at the end of it as long as the pay is okay yeah, and yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You might not increase an, an intellectual ability, but it's, there's been cases that have proven that more labour-intensive jobs leave people feeling a little bit more happy, okay. depending on their circumstances and all these other yeah, things. Yeah. But it comes down to like people who work with their hands more it's are more happy. Because physically rewarding. Because, yeah, listen, if, if, if I was back, you know, um, where I was back home and I was working with my dad, we were doing working class stuff and we were, <laughs> we were that's what it was, right? We were just building houses and with other builders and stuff like that. And that's what we were doing. I guarantee you, like, at the end of the day, when we all go for a pint in the pub, we're all laughing, we're all yeah, joking. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we absolutely. have a lot to complain about because we're all getting fucked over by government and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and none of that is our responsibility. We've got our own worries to worry about. As yeah. long as we put food on the table, we know we've worked hard, we know we can have that beer and have a good time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then you can seclude yourself from certain points of time. So if you want to be a guy who wants to be an entrepreneur, then you've or someone who, who wants to make their own money and, and live and, and seek that financial freedom, then keep it in mind. You're going to have to recognise what you're breaking out of. The generation yeah, mate, and, no, and do you know what I mean? It's I almost like breaking out genetics. That's what you're doing. Listen. You need to look at it and think, I can be more. It comes with its own burdens, yeah. and, but I can experience more and yeah, I might learn more. Will I ever be satisfied doing what they do? Not right now. Yeah, mate, no, I totally get that. Going back to your point on life coaches and stuff like that, mate, up until about a month ago, I thought a life coach is the biggest wanker you can ever fucking meet. It's a load of wishy-washy nonsense. Actually, it's not. A life coach is fucking exactly what we need when we're fucking 12 years old because teachers are supposed to be your life coaches. No, teachers... They don't have the time, mate. They don't have the time, and they've got curriculums that they need to meet, and they've got targets that they need to meet, so they're fitting you in the pace. You need a life coach when you're 12 years old, because now, if I was to get a life coach, I'm only 25 years old, 
it's hard for me to change industries. Imagine if you're 30, 40, 50 years old and you have this realisation that you're miserable with what you do. You seek out a life coach. It's near damn fucking impossible for you to change industry. So you might be destined on it's, this path but of fucking... You can't just focus on this one industry that you may or may not have a lot of experience in. But life coach it's... is about bringing out your passions and talents and skills and weaknesses and saying, right, what can we actually do right now? Like, okay you don't like your job you don't like anything about it yes it puts money on the table are you in a position to leave that job if you're in a dead end job and you've got a family and you've got everything sometimes you cannot fucking leave no I you've agree. got responsibilities mate but a job is where you spend most of your fucking life you spend it on average nine to five five days a week so you know that's what? the majority so of your you life you spend there that should be the first thing you fucking then fix see, and see, money, let's not forget, money is not a natural thing. This is a human concept that we have constructed. The same as time. Time passes, but we put an emphasis on time, right? So we have been told as a society, as a person in society, that we have to go to work for a set time to earn a set amount of money. None of that is natural, mate. None of that is natural. If we're unhappy with a thing, our natural instinct is to change it. If we're unhappy with our lives, we look at what's taking up the most of our lives, work, and we should change that. However, society has put us in a place where because we're so constricted with time and tied down by money, we can't do that. So we continue to be miserable, paying into this system, which frankly doesn't fucking work and is going to destroy the fucking world, just to be miserable. It's fucked, mate. The difference is, me and you, we were working in the UK where we were paying tax out of our fucking asses, being miserable. We decided we were going to get up and move away. And Can I just say... I still believe real estate is the biggest problem of it all because we breed this toxic masculinity culture. But we at least had the fucking gump show or the balls to move away but it's fucking worse here man the ability to then earn uncapped earnings and give you that financial freedom is fucking worse than being tied into this system because then it's this incessant doggy dog you're in it for yourselves you'll fucking stab your nan in the back if it will make you an additional commission that's the culture that is breeded by this whole commission only tax-free society and it's fucking, it's this, it's the world's emphasis on money, which didn't fucking exist a thousand years ago. And now all of a sudden, everything is constricted by money. Where the fuck did that go wrong? And the only way to make money is to destroy the planet. If you look at it, the biggest GDPs are fucking oil, kills the planet. What's the next biggest GDP? Travel. It's all using up fucking fossil fuels and stuff like that. It's killing the planet. Fashion. The fashion industry is fucking huge. It's destroying the fucking planet because it's fast fashion. And it gets chucked in here and it gets chucked in there. Technology, Construction, technology. Uh, it's all fucking killing the planet. And it is something that we have invented to make our lives, to be frank, worse. E- well, easier in certain circumstances. And the more populated we become... The worst it's becoming. And population will just continue to increase, 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 increase. Which means space will become less. Which means we produce more houses and more fucking things. The world is fucked, man. We're all going to fucking die. Well, 
That's what you got scientists for. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, mate. I'm just trying to think of solutions. Mate, here. I've been trying to get this off my you chest know, for a while. The start of the day when you said you had a rant, I thought, fuck, all right, okay. But I didn't think it'd be 40 minutes long. But <laughs> I'm impressed. And, and to be honest, you, you said a few points that, you know, it was like a round full circle. There you go. And I was like, you know what? I, I do understand where you're coming from. Um, and I've, I've listened to it all. And frankly, I agree with most of it. Yeah, the, we're, we are stuck in a certain society that says nine to five, for example, that says we need this, we need that, and you need money at the end of the day. And, and everything that's producing that is costing the world and the planet and, and sustainability. Um, however, on a brighter note, <laughs> there are you know individuals out there who are, who are working to help that. Um, and you know what, if, if I was really, really tight arsed about it, then in my own job, I could be working as a commercial broker for sustainable companies only. However, I do need to make a living. Mm-hmm. So I work with everyone because that's what I do. I'm not going to turn you down if you are an oil trader. Um, yeah, because however, that's what we I have, have to do. I have realised, you know, and I've met a few oil traders before. I've signed them offices and I thought, you know what? I don't really agree too much with what you're doing, but I know you're making money out of it and I know I can make money out of you. And that would make me happy because you'll just go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. So what difference can I really do? If I don't do that, am I contributing in that sort of way? I don't know. Um, you're enabling it, so... Uh, yeah, but anyway, I, I agree with, with a lot about what you're saying. I think when it comes to um, schools and things like that, I'm just concluding the matter that, you know, life coaches are actually incredibly beneficial when it comes to you know coming to realise but then so so is a fucking joint mate like if you want to go and (laughs) jump into the woods and have a smoke like do it because like that shit opens your mind up so does acid so does drugs and we don't need to talk about that right now no exactly but But can I just say one thing on that point but there's a reason I don't recommend drugs I do not recommend them I'm just suggesting them um, in a medical sense but also there's a reason why most governments around the world don't want you doing drugs. And let's be real, it's not because it's bad for your health, because so is fucking drinking, so is driving. There's other reasons for it. We won't go into it. Think about why the government doesn't That's want you doing That's a bit drugs. more conspiracy-led, but... <laughs> it is, yeah, you're right. But caffeine is a drug, and you're allowed that. What's caffeine? Caffeine. Caffeine, right. Caffeine right. is a drug, and you're allowed that. Aye, because... because that doesn't open the mind to make you realise that fuck these capitalist bullshit pigs... Well, listen, mate, I think, I think... <laughs> this is another one we won't I be think if, if you want, like, listen, we're, we're not smoking anything, we're not no, taking we're not. anything, but here we are talking about it, not because we've had drugs in the past, but because we are just aware, to be honest. Exactly, yeah. And We see films where people take drugs and, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the Jonah but Hill films. Listen, it, it, everyone can talk about it. Everyone can talk about this. Everyone can, you know take the time out, take a, a seat by themselves and think about where they are, where they want to be and, you know, what their options are. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we all realise that we're part of the society. Some are more oblivious than others or naive or things like that. And sometimes ignorance is blessed. Well, some uh, people just don't care. Some people are just happy to do it. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely ignorance right. Ignorance yeah. can, be, can be, you know, bliss. And would you rather be ignorant or would you rather be 
the person who would is... you take the blue pill or the red pill exactly yeah. I, yeah. you want to be a conscious being like there you go so deal with it mate and yeah happy days <laughs> <laughs> alright well I feel much better having getting a that off my chest sometimes you need to get it off your chest and yeah exactly you know what like I I want to see some things that are positive in a sense that like if you feel like you're stuck in, in this this route, this, this, I don't know what you were describing, everything that you just <laughs> said there, then there's always ways and means of, of achieving things that are, you know, fulfilling to yourself. You can be creative in your own time. You do have more time than you think. You don't need to be stuck to the, the nine to five routine. You can break out of that pretty easily. You, you know, see when you get back home, and you have your dinner and everything and you sit down at seven o'clock at night, seven thirty, and you your brain's still going. Now you have a choice. You can put on Netflix or you can do something creative. Mm-hmm. Now if your brain's still working and yeah, it's great to sit down, but I I, I can guarantee like eighty percent of people, as soon as they get home and they're eating their dinner and they put on Netflix, they some part of them flicker flickers on and it says I have a decision to make. I can either keep watching Reels or Netflix or whatever right now, or I could turn it off. And I could think of something else to do. But they keep watching. Yeah, of course, now, man, because that's how it entices now, you. Now, now, don't blame Netflix. Don't blame no, man, Reels. No, man, you've got to blame what, Netflix. What, what I'm saying to you is, is that you're the one that's addicted. Yeah, don't tell they get you, you addicted, man. Who gives a fuck? What I give a fuck. Listen, you know that Netflix. No, 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 You pay Netflix. Yeah, because they play on my endorphins, which gets me addicted. Yeah. The best way to look at so this. you made a decision. No, to put no, a no, no. Don't blame anyone else. No, man. No. When it comes to shit like that, you're the one who made that decision. Like I just said. You're having your dinner, and you felt it as well, mate. I saw it in your fucking eye. <laughs> this little moment flickers in your mind. Should I turn this off, or should I keep watching? Because I could do something else. And that's it. <laughs> turn it off. And then think of something else to do. It could be reading. It could be building yourself. And by the way, that is not in my discipline book. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. All right, then. Let's bring this conversation to a close. You're absolutely right. Uh, I would just say that Netflix, when you're watching a series, there's a reason that they've got a next episode button, which, by the way, you don't even have to click on. It automatically presses for you if you leave it for a certain Press amount of time. Four episodes. Uh, and then it comes up with the eyes to watch it. But my point is, that is how they get you. Anyway, talking of creativity, I know somebody sat to my right that's doing something creative in their spare time. Yeah. How's your book going, Dan? I forgot to ask you at the top of the episode. You know... I asked you to bring an extract with you I today. I did, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't. So, because <laughs> right, of Netflix, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... Yeah, I haven't... To be honest, I've been slacking with that. Um, to be, I mean, I could go down a long road of excuses, but um, I think that I don't know enough about discipline to be writing so much about it, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it would help many people. So you've stopped? I haven't stopped, um, but I think 
I would be more inclined to write a book about commercial real estate. <laughs> Fair enough. And being an agent, because that's what I do on a daily basis. That's what I can practice. And I think that in the future, if I was to publicise it, at least I'd leave Dubai on a high note. Like, <laughs> right. I made a lot of my money. By the way, there's a shitty book for you all to buy. <laughs> and uh, give everyone a commercial head start, so... Yeah, I approve. So you, so the discipline. I mean, this, this, this is the same thing that happens to everyone who starts something and stops. Like they think of a different thing to start. So, the discipline book. I think the the some of the passages in it will be useful for other things. Yeah. Um. I think I should keep writing in it. Yeah. I'm not going to stop it. Good. But I'll it keep... might turn into a different thing. Yeah. I I think what it is is more or less a notepad on discipline in life. Fair enough. So. Mate. That all ties into each other. It's a draft. Yeah. And it's kind of like a journal. So if for I started this as well back in time, I used to, I, I did it for about three solid years, mate, not joking. I used to put in the date and just type in where I am in life. Okay. And then it could be a month later or it could be a couple of weeks or it could be two months later. And I did that for like two, three years. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to scroll back. Went all the way back and I'd be like, Canal. Is that what I was thinking at the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And apparently, for the people who are reaching 60 plus, it's a very good thing if you're developing dementia or Alzheimer's yeah, or something yeah. like that. If you if, if, are just generally aging in general, like it's quite good for you to write things down of what you're feeling, what you're doing, what your day's like and things like that. Apparently, it's, it's beneficial. And to be honest, when I was doing it at the time, I wasn't doing it on a daily basis. But every time I'd done it, I felt, I felt like it was a, a milestone, even if I hadn't achieved anything. Oh, good for you, so. mate. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, that's quite a nice positive note to end things on. I'm trying. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate it, mate. Yeah, really cool. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I hope your takeaways are that you should all kill yourself because capitalism is going to take over. And uh, if you don't kill yourself, you should write a journal every day and then look back in the box <laughs> <six minutes. laughs> Uh, but seriously no thanks for keep on listening guys we'll see you next week unless I've jumped off my balcony Um, bloody hell mate I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen you'll be fine I'll be fine fine. no everything is fine anyway guys thanks for listening Uh, sorry for this slightly longer episode we are trying to keep these under an hour now but yeah adios adios (laughs) catch you later guys cheers